This is episode 97 of the Christian Travelers Network. Today we'll be talking about embracing the daily adventure with Dan Zaner. Welcome to the Christian Travelers Network, where travel stories, community, and scripture combine. Hey, Christian Travelers, I'm so glad to have you here and to get to talk about some of the fun and exciting adventures that we get to go on in our daily lives. But before we dive into that, I want to once again point you to our website, christiantravelers.net. There you'll find other faith and travel resources along with links to our ultimate travel kit. Great for any retreats or other itineraries where you want to incorporate some faith-based elements. And then, of course, links to our Facebook, Instagram, etc. But without further ado, Dan Zayner is a husband and father of three adventurous kids who love to embrace adversity and the unknown. Whether that's through science and engineering, exploring his faith, or getting into the wilderness, especially on a mountain bike or in his Land Rover, Dan loves it all. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey, pretty good, Sarah. That's probably one of my favorite intros. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into adventuring. Yeah. So um, as, as you mentioned, um, husband and father, we got three kids and they're a interesting and adventurous little bunch. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, my, my son Alex is seven, uh, Jane is four, and Felicity is two. So we're, you know, constant noise and excitement and, you know, climbing trees in the yard and snowball fights right now with eight inches of snow on the ground here in Indiana, um, things yeah. like that. It's, um, you know, it's a mix of fun and frustration <laughs> um, and adversity, which, you know, uh, as I've been getting into kind of really what adventure means truly it's all about um per persevering um through the unknown and then finding fulfillment on the on the other side of it and so i keep reminding myself when you know frustration comes with whether it's you know toddler tantrums or <laughs> you know kids fighting or stuff at, at work um you know it's those are opportunities for adventure and, and getting through those helps us grow as people um and so i kind of got into this way of seeing adventure through John Eldridge, like a lot of men have, um, I, I've, what was it? about three years ago or so, I listened to Wild at Heart for the first time. Funnily enough, I was on a trip to uh, to Oregon for work, and so I started listening to it on the drive up to Mount Hood to go skiing for the day um, before I got into my work trip, and it was like the perfect way to start. You know, he talks about being in the wilderness and in the woods, and I'm driving up a mountain road. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I get it now, <laughs> and and I haven't looked back. Um, and so it's it's gone from uh, you know listening to that book to getting to talk to John and and praying through like what does adventure really mean for for me, um, and and especially as a, as a man and and a man of faith, and and then helping others uh, do the same. And it's been really fun to see uh, what what's come out of that over the past few years. What have been some of like your favorite adventure moments? Oh my gosh, there's way too many. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with some more recent ones. Um, over the summer, um, 
I took my son and uh, a couple of friends and one of their sons and my dad uh, up to Wisconsin to, you know, get out of the COVID crazy and do some social distance adventure. And we went on this trail called the Trans-Wisconsin Adventure Trail. It starts in Galena, Illinois, goes all the way north to Lake Superior. And a great majority of it is gravel roads and sandy forest service roads uh, the further north you go and nice country back roads. And it, it's, it was just awesome. <laughs> um, and uh, as you mentioned in the intro, I own an old Land Rover. I've got a 2003 Discovery that I bought off of a wonderful guy who runs a company called Blue Ridge Overland Gear in Virginia. You should definitely check them out if you're into camping in a car. Um, shameless plug for them there. But anyway, so we, I, I was like, oh, finally, I'm going to get the Rover out. We got a rooftop tent, you know, all the, all the things. And, you know, we're going to go for six days. And it was just an absolute hoot. We we're, you know, driving through creeks and finding interesting rock formations and camping out in fields where, you know, nobody was. And um, we got up to Lake Superior. And I remember my, my son going, it's Lake Superior. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go? And then he, like, jumped in. And the water was freezing. And he's like, this is awesome. And it was, you know, the sun was shining and we got to take a car ferry over to an island in the lake. And uh, uh, while we were out there, we um, went cliff jumping <laughs> in a state park. Um, you know, we, we uh, found a spot where you could, the water was pretty deep and, you know, you could jump off and climb back up really easily. And, and we had, you know, we had life jackets and everything. Uh, it was just so awesome. <laughs> um, I, I still remember his face because uh, there was a couple other kids there uh, jumping off the rocks, and he's like, "Are we gonna do this?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it. I'll go first, and then you can jump down after me." And you know, three, two, one, go! And he just he went for it. It was <laughs> it was just so awesome to see. You know, my he was six at the time. I'm like, he's a six year old jumping off a twelve foot cliff into a freezing cold lake. It was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um so those are, those are some of the really fun moments um oh man this fall too uh another one in the land river I, I like to do solo trips with my kids individually as well as some some family trips too mm-hmm. um because you know with three kids sometimes especially the middle one can kind of get lost a bit uh yeah. so I, I took a trip with jane our, our middle daughter down to the Shawnee National Forest. I hadn't been there since I was a kid, and it's in southern Illinois, if you're not familiar, and it's absolutely gorgeous, and we ended up um, staying at a hip camp um, on a, a farm that was just down the road from a winery and a, a short drive away from some really nice hiking in a place called the Little Grand Canyon. So cool, and um, part, part of this adventure we ended up running out of gas on the way to town and like coasted to a stop and hoped that people would would stop I mean I had a an auxiliary gas tank with me but it wasn't enough and so like well I guess I'm just gonna carry my daughter on the back and grab my gas can and you know hike the three quarters of a mile to town and fill it back up I'm like no big deal I trained for this kind of stuff and thankfully someone stopped and gave us some gas and it was fine um but then uh, driving back to camp, we found this little, r- barely road off the side of the, the main the main road there. I'm like, huh, that looks interesting. Let's drive down there and see what's there. Like, hey, Jane, you want to drive down there? She's like, sure, Dad, let's go. <laughs> and 
we we pull up and I kid you not, there's a puddle about forty feet long, and I don't know how deep because it goes all the way across the road. I'm like, huh. oh, this is one of those moments where I'm actually gonna have to measure how deep this thing is before I drive into it. <laughs> and so I get my axe out because you know I was camping and and had that in the back of the truck, and so I've med- I put the handle down in the water, and it's you know a couple feet deep. I'm like, okay, we could do that. We drive through it, and there's a big bow wave, you know, front of the Land Rover, and water's splashing over the hood. I'm like, oh man! And we go through another one, and the uh, the truck tips over at about 10 degrees, and I'm like, if I tip over here, we are so screwed. (laughs) (laughs) We got through it, and I'm like, thank you, you crazy British people who built this wonderful truck uh, to do stuff like this. I mean, this they this kind of truck they they would do um back in the 80s through i think 2000 there was a, an event called the camel trophy um if anybody out there is interested in watching old trucks trudge through muddy jungles and things um our land rover went through that um and was just fine so i'm like i'm gonna be okay going through this little muddy road in in the forest here and we went through three or four different mud puddles of varying depths and splashed all over the place and you know to great cheers from the back seat and we, we ended up um finding this kind of rickety creepy campsite that was uh somebody was squatting on what used to be a cabin in the woods like you could see the remains of a foundation and a little bit of the fireplace left and then a bunch of trash all over the place i'm like okay this is where people get stabbed so we're just gonna try and turn around <laughs> and we like go down the road a little bit further and find that there's trees across the road now and i didn't bring a chainsaw i'm like okay now i've got to make a million point turn in a rover in the middle of the woods (laughs) (laughs) so we turned around and everything was fine um but it was it was awesome and oh my gosh so these two stories are, are related in terms of where i find adventure a lot is going down these crazy back roads in in land rover on the on the way up to wisconsin there was a, uh, a Forest Service road. I will never forget the names. Forest Road 327 in the uh, Chequamegon Nicolette National Forest. And on this trip, we're listening to the audiobook of Morgan Snyder's book, Becoming a King, which is fantastic and would highly recommend it if you haven't read it before. Um, but there's a section in there about how adventure is where God has to show up. Hmm. It's where we don't know what's going to happen, but he does. And we put ourselves in these situations where we can't rely on our own strength. We literally can't do it without him. He has to show up. And as that part of the book comes on, I turn onto Forest Road 327, which is barely wide enough for the truck. And it's three miles of rocks and puddles and the biggest clouds of horse flies I have ever seen. <laughs> So yeah, some of the some of the recent ones. Uh, I mean, I could go on for hours, but <laughs> yeah, they sound great, and it sounds like you really enjoy kind of passing this heart of adventure onto your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I was talking to another guy actually on my on my podcast about old Land Rovers, and what makes the Rover a Rover is adversity, both your ability to get through it and its ability to inflict adversity upon you. <laughs> like, right now, it's sitting in front of my house with a stone-dead battery because it will drain overnight, and I have no idea why. 
and the back suspension is collapsed and I need to replace it. Um, but the cool thing is like, I've got a buddy with a lift. I'm going to bring my son over. We're going to make a day of it and we're going to put in suspension together. And like, he gets to do that with dad, like handing me wrenches and bolts and springs that he can barely lift. And <laughs> it's going to be a blast. That's awesome. And I want to backtrack. You mentioned when you were carrying your daughter to go get gas that you had trained for things like this. What is oh, yeah. that mean? Oh yeah. So, so kind of my, my spectrum of adventure, there's, there's three types and they all, they all kind of feed your soul in different ways. So casual adventures are things that are, are low risk that you can do every day, but still require you to persevere through some sort of suffering um, to be able to find some joy and fulfillment. And so for me, that's rucking. So getting a rucksack, uh, I love everything go ruck. If you were actually I have a go ruck t-shirt on right now. Um, but they're a company that makes bags that are built for this, as well as steel plates to go in them. So I carry around a 30-pound steel plate pretty much everywhere I go, so that I have to, if I have to carry a 30-pound toddler for miles and miles, I have <laughs> trained for it. <laughs> so, so, so that's the casual adventures. The, the crucial adventures are the ones where an element of self-reflection comes in, either either while you're there and like, oh, this just got big, oh, something just happened, and I don't know if I can handle this, like as a man anymore like i don't know if i've got what it takes because that's kind of our core question as men like do i have what it takes like, can i come through and so when that question comes into play you've entered the realm of the crucial adventure there's there's a higher risk there and then there's the epic adventure which a lot of people are going to think oh yeah it's going to everest it's you know hiking the appalachian trail it's you know these these big physical wildernessy things and yes they those can be but really it's anything where you have a high um, risk of emotions of, of finances or of a physical risk and so you know that could be being a dad being a mom being married uh having crucial conversations with uh a, a friend that you know you need to challenge on some of something that they're doing or vice versa and so um having these three different ways of, of adventuring like and then being able to to train for them is kind of kind of my life's mission now it's like okay i know that physically i can do just about whatever i want but the emotional stuff is where mm -hmm. i'm really needing some training on so you know i'm going to see a therapist and like working through some of my issues and that's an adventure for me because it's it's working on my capacity to um risk in, risk love risk emotions risk connecting with people mm -hmm. I like that for you, adventure isn't just travel. It's kind of all the risks in our life, big or small. Yeah, because if it was just travel, you couldn't do it every day. Like, I can't go to Tahiti every day. I can't go to, um, you know, Africa every day. I can't even drive my Land Rover every day because it's broken <laughs> half the time. <laughs> so, you know, if, if you can't find adventure in the everyday, uh, you know, a lot of who we are as, as people is, is lost. Yes. And I feel like with this pandemic, um, it's limited a lot of people's travel and a lot of people's sense of adventure, but to take advantage of the things that God gives you in everyday life is such a big part of, like you said, embracing who you are and all of that. Yeah. And, and especially um, finding creative ways to, 
you know, embrace the limitations that are, are put on you in this season or any other season. Uh, there's still lots of adventure to be had in your own backyard. Like I'm, I'm in the Midwest. I live in Indiana within about a six hour drive radius. I can get to um, some amazing lakes and wilderness and rock climbing and the bourbon trail for gosh sakes, like <laughs> you know, tons of stuff. It's some of the best mountain biking in the Midwest is four hours away from me, but, and decent trails are even around here. Um, I, I want, a friend of mine once gave me a challenge of finding a, a region, you know, maybe it's your county, maybe it's your state, and doing everything within a category in that region, like finding every type of edible plant in your county, or, you know, canoeing every river in your state. Maybe not all of the river, but at least getting on each one, you know. And you can totally do stuff like that in a COVID environment where, um, you know, not supposed to gather with people and need to be distanced, whatever, pick something like that of like, I'm going to go photograph every type of mammal in the state that I live. And so I've got to find out where they live and go there. And most likely those are places that not a lot of people are going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's really cool. But I have to say, I think there's a lot of people that kind of run from risk taking and they, Mm -hmm run from adventure what do you say to them yeah start small like maybe for you adventure isn't strapping on a heavy pack and and going for miles and miles overnight but it's learning an instrument or learning a craft or uh, a new language maybe it's um talking to that neighbor from iran and, and learning about their country that you know nothing about and they're their religion and their faith is, is very different from ours. So it's whatever, there's a really great book that I, I would recommend as well. Actually, I just started listening to it. A friend of mine, um, Alistair Humphreys wrote one called The Doorstep Mile. That's really the hardest part of getting into a life of adventure is that first mile out your door and then you're good. Like after that, nothing can can really stop you, but it, it's getting overcoming that it, inertia uh to use a engineering term once you get going you're unstoppable but it's it's finding ways to to start small you don't have to plan a trip to death valley to go hiking or something it's okay what's what's here what's what's in front of me that is would require me to persevere a little bit maybe it's um taking a martial arts class with my child like i'm I started to in Taekwondo classes with my son a couple of years ago. And frankly, after the first class, I don't know that I wanted to keep going because he was crying the whole time and was attached <laughs> to my leg, wouldn't do anything. And neither of us were really sure that we wanted to keep going. And, and I told him like, hey, we can decide to stop, but we can't quit. And so we're going to give it a go one more time. We're going we're gonna to try again. And, and if you don't like it, that's okay. We can stop, but we're not going to stop having not even tried. And we went back that, that second class, he was you know, kind of looking around and like seeing if everything was okay and, and kind of getting into things a little more. And now two and a half years later, um, he can 
kick above his head and he's doing you know weapons forms and sparring like a you ever watch, you ever watch star wars you yeah. remember yoda in episode two where he's like flipping and jumping around while he's dueling count dooku that's my yeah. son in taekwondo he's like a little whirling dervish it's crazy <laughs> and, are you still that, taking it with him yeah yep we're we're gonna be testing for our red belt here in four weeks so yeah we're um moving moving on on towards uh our our black belts and we'll see if we keep going for uh you know another degree after that who knows but um it's it's just so much fun to to see him growing as a little boy and being and, and i'm getting a lot out of it too i mean it's a really great workout <laughs> and yep. you know you see the the parents and and no judgment or anything but you see the parents either sitting on the bleachers just on their phone um while their kids doing their thing or they drop them off and and it's like that's a huge missed opportunity to get something for your own heart but also to bond with your with your child too that is really cool it goes back to that adventure being passed on um, and that makes me think of our faith kind of being passed on as well. And that leads me to the question, how do you see adventure and faith kind of playing a part hand in hand? Yeah, the the big verse that I come back to constantly, and I need to put it like on a neon sign in my garage or something, but it's Romans 5.3. Like and it's all about how we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope and goodness knows we all could use some more hope right now and this is a proven way to produce hope is persevering through suffering and growing your character and to me that's adventure you know the the more i am able to put myself in situations where i need to persevere or i you know suffering through other things like okay this is this is where i've got to i've got to lean on god's strength and and ask hey how am i going to get through this um and i don't i definitely don't always do it well um and and even you know some days i give up but pick myself up the next day and, and keep going and so the more i i lean into listening prayer and and spiritual disciplines of um you know, things like sabbath and fasting it's deepening my love of adventure as well as my relationship with christ are you looking for a faith-based resource for your next travel adventure look no further than the ultimate travel kit this kit includes activities and supplies for large group, small group, and individual travel devotions. It is great for ages high school through retired adults, and it is very easy for leaders to incorporate around any travel itinerary. For more information, go to christiantravelers.net forward slash ultimate travel kit. Yes, and it's almost like a muscle that has to be flexed. It has to be stretched and practiced to continue to grow at the same time. Yeah, and and the other thing is like we can't do it alone either. We need a we need a team with us. Like I've been so impressed with my wife Tracy over the past few years as as I've grown in adventure. I've seen her grow in her own way too, and um, she's seeing that it's it's safe and it's okay to to dream to 
to fail to you know do things that are not quote unquote normal and that I'm always going to be there for her and that we're going to do this together and that she's always going to be there for me when I don't want to get off the couch she's like hey you haven't been outside today you love being outside what are you doing oh yeah thanks I'll be back in a bit <laughs> so you know we support each other um in this too and it's been so cool to see um starting this year she's embracing the thousand hours outside movement so trying mm -hmm. to get our our kids outside for 1000 hours in, in 2021 so we have a big chart that i can't even remember where she printed it off but it's like a 18 by 24 sheet of paper um with a really cool pattern that you can color in a thousand spaces and we're filling it in a little bit every day and it's cool to see like a tangible um, way of seeing, oh, this is, this is our life. You know, we, we are the kind of people who challenge each other to go outside as much as we can and see what's there, even when it's cold, even when it's raining. I, I like that a lot. And I hadn't heard about that. So I'm going to have to take a look at that as well. <laughs> Is there anything else related to adventure that you want to address? Hmm. I think the other thing is the balance of adventure and rest. Mm -hmm. um, especially in our society, we like go, go, go all the time, all the time. And then we wonder when we get to you know, our mid thirties and we're just tired <laughs> <laughs> or, or later, you know? Um, and so it's, uh, constantly checking in with your heart and asking okay god what do i need today do i need to go for a mountain bike ride or do i need a nap <laughs> you know <laughs> and and allowing there to be a regular rhythm of you know adventure and exploration and challenge and discovery and sabbath rest mm -hmm. and creativity and delight and sensuality you know um, there's a really, a couple of books that I love on, on that topic. Um, one by Dan Allender called Sabbath, really, really wonderful focused on that. And another, uh, called the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. Mm. And that one I've found to be just as adventurous as some of the, you know, the Land Rover and the Go Ruck challenge and all the things like challenging myself to be slow, to eat slower to talk slower, to walk slower, to drive the speed limit, <laughs> you know, to pick the long line at the grocery store checkout and not pull out my phone, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, like, and, and what I love about his challenges there is that he's, it, it's training for our hearts to be patient so that when all the disruptions of life come, we're already trained because we've been inconveniencing ourselves. So when we're inconvenienced by others, it's like, eh, no big deal. Pull out my book or I'll sit here in silence and it'll be cool. Yeah. Extra 30 seconds at a red light. Awesome. Traffic jam. Cool. <laughs> and so you know, there's, there are adventurous pursuits in slowness, in stillness um, that are, just as worthwhile as flying down a hill on skis. I think that's definitely not a perspective that we talk enough about as a culture. And 
it's good to remember that adventuring can be slowing down and taking our time. Yeah. One story to, to just illustrate that point. One of my favorite parts of uh, my all, one of my all-time favorite adventures, actually. Um, so a good friend of mine is a retired Navy SEAL, super adventurous dude, 6'4", big muscular guy, deep voice, looks like he could break you in half, but he's, he's a teddy bear. Anyway, so my buddy Larry invites me up to Minnesota um, to do some ice racing, basically going sideways fast in a car on a frozen lake. And I meet him at the airport, and I've been reading um, John Eldridge's new book, um, Get Your Life Back. And one of the pieces in there talks about the importance of embracing beauty as a way to you know, feed our souls and, and transitioning between things and not just trying to shift gears really fast. And so I, I was like, hey, Larry, this is going to sound really weird, but can we go to have a little bit of nature before we get into our crazy weekend? And, you know, there's a waterfall close by that'd be really cool. So in, down, near downtown Minneapolis, there's a, a place called Minnehaha Falls, which in the winter freezes over. So imagine a frozen wall of water over a little cave. It's amazing. And so we go there and we climb down and over some fences that had some signs on them telling me we shouldn't have, but you know, no one was there. And we, we go behind this frozen waterfall and find this like alien world of blue and green and you know, kind of this grayish light. And it, it kind of took our breath away and like, you know, we weren't working hard. Like, yeah, we could have slipped and fell on the ice, but it wasn't like crazy, mm-hmm. but we got back there and we were just able to appreciate nature and, and God's creation. And, and, and he's like, Hey, I got to do my morning meditation today. You want to just pull up a rock and meditate for a while? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, you know, we, we did some breath work together. We practiced Wim Hof breathing. So, you know, kind of, uh, super oxygenating your blood, which gives you this really tingly feeling. And, and after a couple of minutes of that, like I noticed my, my body was kind of vibrating about the same frequency as the, the waterfall. There was a little bit of a waterfall still trickling through. I was like, God, how cool is it that you've created my body to be able to do this and, and that you've created this place and, and my best friend is here. And, you know, it was just an amazing like, physical, emotional, spiritual adventure. And I, and I posted about it later and my mom saw the post and she's like, Hey, you remember the last time you were there? It was when you were 10. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. I remember when I was 10, I was a doughy kid. who was, you know, not confident or anything. and didn't feel like anybody liked him. And, um, and God spoke to me very clearly there. He's like, Hey, this is for 10 year old Dan. Look what, look what he was able to do now. He's able to bring a, a guy who's 10 years older than him, who is, you know, a BA Navy SEAL who loves you into this space in beauty and adventure together. This is for you. And so, you know, looking for those kinds of moments that wherever those opportunities come up, like that's true adventure. And it doesn't have to cost anything and it doesn't have to be complicated. It, you just have to look for it. That's absolutely beautiful and um, such a cool thing that you, from the time you were 10 to now, like how much God has worked in your heart and changed your heart towards adventure too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
one of the questions I always love to ask our guests is what has been your biggest God moment in all of your travels? Oof. Well, I think that was one of the top ones. Um, oh, man. Okay, it's a toss-up between two stories, so I'll I'll go with one, and then we have if we have time, I'll tell the other one. So, um, uh, last year, right before everything locked down, like days before lockdown, um, I did a, a trip with a group of guys to go through. It's called a Wild at Heart Basic. So it's four days. You go through a series of sessions with the Wild at Heart team via video, um, and and it's really awesome. And we went to a a, an Airbnb on a horse ranch in Tennessee for it. And it was just amazing four days of, you know, wrestling with our, our hearts and, and wounds of the past and spiritual warfare. Like I literally prayed over a guy there. So that one of the sessions is on spiritual warfare and one of the guys got sick, like right before that session, like he was dealing with some spiritual stuff. And I was like, okay, this is a chance to like put my money where my mouth is here and like prayed over him. And like, we prayed through, you know, some wounding and like agreements that he was making with things that weren't himself. And like, we actually saw him get better over the, the course of, of a few hours. And he was like, yeah, it was totally because of that prayer that we prayed together. Like, man, that was cool. And then the the end of the weekend, so every morning there was a, a facilitator's briefing, so a special video just for me and the other guy who were running the event. And John Eldridge and his team, you know, talked to you about you know, kind of what to expect for the day and how to prepare. And that last day he was like, you know, it was just John straight on in the face, like, well done. Like, you did it. And it was like God himself was saying it to me because he was. And um you know, I hadn't heard the you know, the well done kind of message too much um, from my dad directly. I mean, I know he feels it and he just doesn't express it always. Um, but like until that moment, I hadn't heard that very often from him. And it was really healing to hear that from God through John on a video. Um Another one was uh, over the course of about a year preparing for another adventure and then going to, getting to go on it. Um, I'm a, a, I would say I enjoy history. I'm not quite a history nut, but um, especially World War II is just a really interesting time period for me. And um, there was an opportunity to do an endurance event called the Go Ruck Challenge on Omaha Beach in Normandy for on the 75th anniversary of D-Day. I'm like, that would be amazing, but I have no idea how we're gonna do that. <laughs> and so uh, so GoRuck, the company, um, you know, posted about it, their CEO posted about how awesome it was gonna be. And I kind of jokingly replied in the comments of like, ha ha, you know, I'll just bring my three kids and we'll go. And he replied back like, yeah, you should. I'm gonna bring my kids too. I'll see you there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, we're about ready to have a baby in a couple of months. And I'm like, we're, she's going to be eight months old by the time we do this. This is insane. And so he and I talk over Facebook a few times about logistics and like how to talk to my wife about this. And, you know, I talked to his wife about it and like, 
are you really bringing your kids? Like, yeah, we're going to bring them. And I'm like, okay, our kids are going to be making sandcastles on Omaha Beach together. This is going to be cool. <laughs> and, you know, we kind of became friends over that. And then um, my my wife's in the hospital delivering our, our third child, Felicity. And I remember messaging with Jason McCarthy is the CEO of GoRuck. And he's a dad, too. He's got three kids. And, uh, and he was like, all right, here's the time to, you know, use your GoRuck training. Don't fall asleep on her. You know, drink your coffee outside. Bring her ice chips. Like, you got this. Like, this guy's a CEO of a, a you know, nuts big company but you know pretty successful and you know, he's got a lot of a lot of other things going on but he's spending the time to you know let me know that he's got my back like, this is so cool and it's definitely a, a god moment and and then god was really working through this whole thing of you know, a couple months later i was finally ready to have the conversation with tracy like hey uh do you want to go to france in june <laughs> <She's> like what <laughs> and like yeah it'd be really cool. And, you know, we started, we, we prayed over it together. We both felt like, yeah, we should do this and we should save up for it and learn French a little bit, at least enough to survive. And, uh, you know, over the course of the next few months, we just decided both us and the McCarthy's were like, okay, we're not going to bring all our kids. That would be insane. Um, but we, we thought we'll bring the baby cause she's the hardest to leave with anyone for 10 days. And, uh, and we, and we went, we brought our eight month old across the Atlantic ocean and you know into a you know, country where we barely spoke the language and you know drove from paris to normandy and stayed in a shed on a farm and then uh you know i did did this uh, <laughs> event where i got up at four in the morning with some german guys that i camped out with on omaha beach the night before <laughs> and, um you know, we, we put our steel plates in our rucksacks and our three liters of water and a couple of snacks for the day. And we like, we literally get into the North Atlantic where the invasion took place at the time that it would have happened 75 years ago if there wouldn't have been a storm. So it was on June 5th, not June 6th. But it was, it was eerie, but like a total God moment of like, this is the world we live in we are in a world at war that we cannot see mm-hmm. and the way to fight that war is by banding together with like-hearted men and women who want to do the work of the kingdom together and doing it as a team and charging like crazy people out of the out of the surf and onto the beach and taking territory and you know it's it's not the trained soldiers who are doing this it's like grandmas and normal guys like me and kids and like who does that sending in this ragtag invasion force in like to do their work well god does and so it was a, it was a hugely impactful moment of realizing like not only was this an amazing moment of history that i got to you know get a taste of but like this is this is the way the world really is you know it's it's not the zoom meetings and social media posts and another you know daycare and all the other stuff that's mortgages it's we're we're in the invasion force it's saving private ryan it's you know that's what's going on in the spiritual realm whether we realize it or not and so yeah it was it was hugely impactful to uh get, get to experience that 
Thank you so much for sharing that story. And I love how God spoke to you through both of those events to remind you that um, we are just servants on this planet, adventuring and going through the motions of so many other things, but it's really ultimately about how we are serving him. Yeah. And just a final thing on, on the, the Normandy trip and, and just kind of in general, how important it is to remember these trips, especially when we can't travel. Like mm. I've got a jar of sand that uh, a friend of mine sent me because <laughs> I forgot to bring any sand home um, <laughs> from the beach. I, I took, a, I got a couple of pebbles, but um Every time I look at this jar of sand on my desk, I'm like, as a reminder, like, you can do hard things. God loves you, and he's going to fight for you, and he wants you to fight with him. Not not against him, but, you know, partner with him. Um, and it's just really important to have these tangible reminders. So, you know, yes, I advocate leave no trace principles when you go out in the woods, of course. But um, when you can, bring maybe a little stick or a rock or just pictures from your adventures and reflect on them often because we forget really quickly um, just the impact of, of those, of those experiences and to have that tangible reminder when, you know, when it's gray outside and it's raining and, you know, kids are sick and work is calling you and, and, you know, there's fires, that you got to put out and people are mad at you. Like, <sighs> yeah, that happened. And I got, th- I got through that hard thing, that adventure. I can get through this too. Amen. Well, Dan, thank you so much for being on our episode today. Please share with our guests. How can they connect with you outside of this episode? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Anthem of the Adventurer um, or the, our website as well, anthemoftheadventurer.com or same thing on Facebook would be the three ways to find me. Um, and coming in, in a couple of months here, we're going to be revamping a lot of that to be way more effective with my new uh, business partner, Jeff. So uh, look for some new stuff there. And um, if you're a like-hearted person like our new friend Sarah here um, and and want to contribute we're looking for writers who want to uh, contribute to the to a blog regularly and write about um, you know their faith and adventure and how that kind of shows up in their lives so definitely drop us a line DM on Instagram or uh, shoot me an email um, that'd be great awesome well thank you so much Dan we'll make sure to put links to that in the description below Um, We've really enjoyed your encouragement and adventuring in all the different levels of risk that come with that in travel and in our personal lives. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Sarah. It's been a blast. Yeah. Well, Christian Travelers, I hope that you have been inspired, and I hope that you will go check out Dan Zayner's Anthem of the Adventurer um, and check out those links below. Also, if you want to look for something similar, you can check out our episode 73, Facing Pain with Courage, from Joe Patterson. He tells of some crazy adventures hiking through the forest um, and how God spoke to him quite literally that if he didn't make it out that night, um, he might not have made it out at all. Um, Additionally, you can head to our website, christiantravelers.net, to book your next trip and leave us a review. Until next time, safe travels and God bless.